0: Yo, me, me and my boys, we love being in a clawfoot bathtub together, washing each other off. Me and my homies, we're always trying to move an anvil for a rich woman <laughs> and dropping it on our feet. Yo, me and my fucking crew... <laughs> We were always, like, we drink a fucking bottle with three X's on it, and before you know it, yeah, we're wearing overalls, and we're playing (laughs) washboards. That's what me and my fucking
1: entourage do. I I have to say, Felix, I didn't appreciate you the other night making moves on the wealthy dowager that I... Was planning on marrying,
2: but she was not amused.
1: <laughs> yeah, she was not amused at all. Sorry, baby, bro. <laughs> <laughs>
0: that's that's my, uh, our new show concept: is entourage meets the three Stooges, meets Looney Tunes. Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's hate- baby, bro. You got to put on a red dress and a wig to fool the auntie. <laughs> I was on my way to a meeting with an agent, but I was uh, standing in front of a uh, house that collapsed perfectly, and the 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 attic window just I was standing perfectly in the place, right? So that when the frame of the house collapsed on me, I was <clears throat> unharmed. <Yep>. <laughs> Thankfully. <laughs> and then I was like, "Yeah, I get to do the movie. Yeah Yeah. <laughs> 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 yeah.
0: Vince, bad news. The, stu- <laughs> the, stu- the studio is going to give you a bomb with eyes on it that blinks before it explodes.
1: Vince's new girlfriend is
2: a pile of dynamite
1: that's painted to look sexy.
2: <laughs> I'm too delirious to contribute to this riffing. We're oh, okay. all doing wonderful.
1: We're doing great, though, but we're doing even better because it's your midweek champo and. Amber is back. I'm Everyone's back, been asking. Baby. <laughs> Whenever Amber is not on the show, people should always be asking, "Where's Amber? Mm-hmm. What mm-hmm. happened to Amber?" And indeed, you all were asking what happened to Amber. And I feel like this is special because Amber has been coughing or muttering uh, just in the background of more Town episodes over the last couple weeks. Yeah, than, I gotta uh, say, appearances on shout our out,
2: shout out to all the Cumbboys who inquired of my well-being because they can hear my. Uh, fucking pertussis in the background your your tubercular cough. my old timey you know end of an opera death rattle (laughs) (laughs) yeah and and they're like hey amber sounds really bad she should probably go to a doctor that's very sweet of you
1: uh like john keats actually you're going to italy for the uh, <laughs> the climate, and are going <laughs> to die there yeah. rather than in uh, Bed Stuy.
2: I mean, I was thinking like um, like what's his name in Cold Mountain. Um <laughs> mainly Law, uh, mainly because I think Felix could do uh, no the dad, the dad of um, Renee, uh, not Renee Zellweger. Whatever. It was a terrible movie, but I I want to see Felix uh, walking around trying to do Renee Zellweger's Southern accent. In that. Right.
0: Uh, okay, uh, hold on. I think I got it. The weird thing is uh, that she's
2: from Texas. My
0: my my dearest my dearest uh, Caleb Ho- Caleb Jacoby. You almost news, said news, Caleb Horton. Uh, news 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 of the passing of Rich Piana has <laughs> just reached the cold mountain the mountain <laughs> that we live on. <laughs> It's Amber's high, I've
2: health is is not faring. Yeah. <laughs> Amber, my, my Amber
0: d- is doing uh, the thing that everybody in drama said at this time do, where they have two on camera coughs, and that means that they have mega polio. <laughs>
1: <laughs> my dearest Amber, ever since your departure, I feel this cold mountainous a might bit colder. <laughs>
0: <laughs> a- dearest Amber, it used to be fucking nice out. <laughs> <laughs> But now is the cold. Now as we had to rename the mountain from fucking nice oat mountain to cold mountain. The cold, uh, the cold vapors inhabit your lungs like a, the Hibernians inhabit the no, the tyrannical Northern Union.
3: I just want to point out that this is basically your Ben Carson voice.
4: No, <laughs> oh, no, it's but no, nah, it like a huge, yeah.
3: huge it's difference. Not, it's
4: not a very deep repertoire, but it's got a lot of uh, a, a lot of uses.
0: Yes, uh, no, dude, I. God. I feel like Steve I got feel like- so many characters. <laughs> I like
3: and you are our two. Yeah, the two he best
0: impressionists on the show. The,
2: the whiny Jew.
0: Oh, I have like six different types of whiny
4: Jew. I don't uh, know, man. I've only really heard the Jared in oh, d- different oh. variations. Oh, but there's, there's
2: Seymour Hersh.
0: Uh, to Seymour Hirsch is... Um, more like this, he says. He has more antiquated pronunciations, like saying "bureaucracies." <laughs> Where is Jared? Is c- c- constantly terrified that D- D- Dane is going to write another open letter.
4: Yeah, exactly. It's like it's uh, Jared is just c- <mumbling> Seymour <Small> Hirsch in a haunted house. Huh? <laughs> that's
0: all it is. Well, that's uh, that's the story of Jewish assimilation in America. <laughs> <laughs> As uh, this is in my terrible new book, My White Skin. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and it it's, uh, uses a metaphor, which is whiteness is a haunted house mm-hmm. that we go Ooh, in you're and right. we can yeah. never leave. Yeah.
2: I bet Seymour Hirsch could sink buckets like Bernie did in that one video.
0: hundred percent. Because yeah. Yeah. Seymour Hirsch's time, the stereotype about Jews in America was... That we they were oh too, yeah, good thing, yeah, well, every, yeah. too good at basketball too good at sports <laughs> with big dicks.
2: Everyone was shocked by that Bernie video, but it's like, no man, you don't get it. Every right. Jewish man of a certain age from the Bronx is a baller. Right. Yeah. And, and that's
0: like it's the worst consequence of assimilation. Like it would honestly be better that's if
2: Felix is like <laughs> made beef with assimilation that Jews are no longer good at sports. Yeah.
0: And I'm having to like carry that banner. Uh <laughs> it, it's like if I had if my ancestors had known the trade-off is like, okay, you can like live anywhere and you can get away with more stuff like but p- people are going to think you're all like Jared Kushner instead of thinking that you're good at sports and that you fuck too much mm. they wouldn't have made that trade you and it happened like, like no, instantly no,
2: absolutely not Bert- I, will, I will deal with hate crimes before I, yeah. I lose my athletic prowess. yeah
1: Bernie Sanders is just running dudes on the court all day breaking ankles with a perfectly placed bounce and chess pass well they oh, asked the
2: guy who played with him right yeah, you know what he said, Bernie throws bows. He's dirty,
3: He's dirty. Wow. yeah, dirty scrappy. Man. Well, he yeah. we certainly showed that in the primary. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, you know what they say they
2: threw them at women. That's
0: right. <laughs> well, you know what they say about uh, Jewish power forwards, right? No, they they could cross over a dime, but they'd have to stop to pick it up.
1: <laughs> <laughs> they do say uh, that. Uh, <laughs> that's what I've heard.
0: <laughs> that's the old
1: Israeli car
0: joke. I know. Uh,
1: okay. <laughs> How many Jewish power forwards can you fit in a Mercedes? <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> oh, on. <laughs> <laughs> um, anyway, or was it a BMW, Volkswagen? I yeah. mean, it all works. doesn't matter. It doesn't matter, yeah. Um,
0: Actually, people don't know this, but uh, Daewoo was the biggest, like, Holocaust <laughs> manufacturer.
1: <laughs> so, I guess we should begin with, I don't know. The Hurricane. Shouts out to everyone in yeah. the Gulf Coast of Texas Stay and Louisiana. Safe. Stay safe. Definitely be listening to our podcast, though. You know? <laughs> yeah. Like you it,
4: just yeah char- charge up wherever you, you, know, up this wherever this you episode, can. This episode, we're going to do a line-by-line exegesis of Bob Dylan's classic protest song. <laughs> <laughs> Here
0: comes the story of Hurricane. The man won't be free until I have a song that bears his name. <laughs> uh, Due to... Economic factor is beyond our control though. If you are in the hurricane zone, your minimum Patreon pledge to get the bonus content is now seven hundred dollars <laughs> a month.
1: Sorry.
2: We want sorry, want money. Yeah.
1: Sorry, yeah, and you're you're in one of the states that voted for Trump. So I'm afraid yeah. you'll be having to rescue us yeah. <laughs> from what you did, not yeah. the other way around. Yeah. Friend. <laughs> Fredo. <Friend-o. laughs> <laughs> um yeah, but you know, I mean, look. Obviously, uh, this is a unprecedented level of flooding in Houston uh, that I'm sure we'll probably get more used to as the the years roll along. But I just want to say, at least Trump is very closely monitoring the situation on <laughs> oh television. <my> <laughs> yeah.
4: yeah. Well, that was the funniest thing is that so is the, whenever this is the first actual crisis of the Bush Trump years, would the first of many. And the media is so panicked at the idea that this complete chunderhead <laughs> is president that they're just like frantically looking for any way to reassure themselves. So yep. they're like, ooh, he's monitoring the situation, he's closely engaged. Yeah, because he got to watch TV all weekend. It was yep. awesome. He was at Camp he didn't have David to read watching any TV, briefing books, or go to any boring meetings. He could just watch TV.
1: And, and what's so great about that, Matt, is that the official White House <laughs> photos they released of him was from over the weekend at Camp David, and he's alone in a conference room watching TV with that stupid hat on. In two different shots on two different days, wearing two different MAGA branded $40 baseball hats it's so big the hat the hat looks so big on him
0: he looks like toad from mario
1: (laughs) and you know what what that reminded me of like like the too big baseball hat he reminded me like those dudes michael hudson finds who were like the racist white guys (laughs) who still have giant like fitted Mm baseball caps caps. yeah
0: always caption like fuck you mean (laughs) and then they have a (laughs) swastika tattoo (laughs) yeah uh I Yeah, the standard of behavior for Trump is so good because that New York Times article where even they changed it yeah, because it was like, I guess uh, there's this residual Bush era thing where, uh, you know, it's like, oh, the president is going to go see where the hurricane hit, you know, because an expert's finally going to survey this damage right. and that just the leader being strong and being somewhere is commendable it It's this frame of same frame of thinking where it's like we talk about these elected officials in the context of them serving us, like they yeah are troops to this sort of uh establishment centrism, so when Trump just does the bare minimum and during the hurricane doesn't like have some bizarre series of tweets about how he tried to finger blast someone who' on one life to live. <laughs> It's well, like, oh, he's doing what we elected him to do. Well, this, morning,
4: <clears throat> this morning, this uh, morning, the New York Times also had a Glenn Thrush article about yeah. oh. how this is this is Trump's chance to unite the nation. Yep.
2: I'm honestly really hoping that they do some sort of celebrity fundraiser and like Larry the Cable Guy or something says Donald Trump doesn't care about white people.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Matt, I have that article in in front of me. Uh, I was going to bring it up. This is a Glenn Hermit thrush in the uh, New York Times this morning. The headline is, Harvey gives Trump a chance to reclaim power to unify.
2: This is really an (laughs) opportunity. Silver lining.
1: And let me just read here. It says, uh, uh, Hurricane Harvey was the rarest of disasters to strike during the Trump presidency, a maelstrom not of Mr. Trump's making, and one that offers him an opportunity to recapture some of the unifying power of his office. He has squandered in recent weeks. No,
4: he never had it. He came into office with the lowest approval rating of any fucking president in modern history. He was never a unifying Figure he is a figure of of fracture and collapse, and they can't fucking handle that. But like, yeah, that's not what they brought up with. But
1: leaving Trump aside, even I think I find this whole idea that there's a unifying power to the presidency in the 21st century yeah, to be that's laughable. The
2: times, but though, like, that's the times they're all just sitting around a dinner table saying, "Can't we just get along for one Thanksgiving?" Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but like, that's the thing. Like,
4: But the nature, of meanwhile, it now, by the way, he, as they were that went to press, the motherfucker on his way to Houston was tweeting at fox and friends <laughs> yes <laughs> and yes, literally yes. Not adding the show to respond to something laura ingram said about executive uh uh executive branch staffing
1: that's so good
0: that's yeah. what
4: he was doing
0: yeah but that like that like a crisis that brings the country together shit that's never meant like the entire country no one in the new york times how deluded they may be thinks that there's this thing where like black and white uh italian person and regular person co- <laughs> like are coming together to watch tv and see the president's calming words yeah. soothe everyone well, that's always just meant like people that they know yes to them that means that like you know uh, Brett Stevens and Paul Krugman can both watch the same thing on TV and be like, "Well,
1: I think he did a good yeah. job." Yeah. Well, listen to this. This is this is more from Hermit Thrush. He says, in announcing his trips, and he's speaking of Trump here. He used the dulcet, reassuring, and uplifting language of prior presidents. His rhetoric was strikingly different from his must-criticized pronouncements at a news conference this month when he equated the actions of leftist protesters in Charlottesville with the violent, torch-wielding alt-right activists who hurled anti-Semitic and racist epithets. We are one American family, the president said Monday, reading from a statement as he stood next to the president of Finland. We hurt together. We struggle together. And believe me, we endure together. We are one family.
2: We're I one to- family, and there's this cousin that sometimes yeah. kills people.
0: Yeah. We're, we're one big family. I'm the father. Uh, when I was a child, people said I would be the best at being a father.
2: <laughs> By the um, way,
4: if somebody were, if some uh, like asshole on R the Donald photoshopped a MAGA hat on the hurricane, he would have a different fucking story. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know what? Uh, those people, they had it coming. What are they doing in the path of the hurricane? The hurricane's he's just trying to do what he's trying to
2: do. I, I actually am kind of about, curious about this because this is uh, a natural disaster, well, a man-made natural disaster yeah. that's going to be affecting um, a lot of white suburban people. Yeah. And call me crazy but i just don't believe trump is really going to provide them the support no. <laughs> that they that they are absolutely going to need and i i kind of wonder if there's going to be a, a big backlash because i mean it's it's going to be very very I, bad i, I, I mean would just bet looking not. at the pictures it's pretty horrifying
4: they'll I, they'll blame they'll blame it's an, it's just nature it's just the thing that happened no I mean, they'll, you know, they'll you're blame the, they like, blame no like, people are rejecting the idea that this is political you can't politicize it by pointing out anything that went any human action that went into it happening
2: i mean maybe they're, they're gonna go maybe i'm i'm underestimating their ability to rationalize but like the picture of those Old like ladies. older women yeah. in the retirement facility just waist deep in water and that one bitch who is my girl who's just knitting through it. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, woman after my own heart. Like I I mean that shit is just Yeah. W- really shocking possible. And horrible
3: and if the democrats which we shouldn't rely on had any political instincts whatsoever you know this would be a major moment to politicize it and uh oh, absolutely. Smack over, which They're they were like probably this want.
2: person's ineptitude yeah. uh, and you know lack of responsibility has most certainly resulted in massive human misery and and some death yeah. but,
0: but it's it's not going to be that the democratic response is going to be somehow that uh, they're gonna make fun Trump. of his tweets. They're gonna make fun of his yeah. tweets, and then they're gonna be like, he spent too much money right. on the hurricane <laughs> efforts. Yeah, yeah. like it wasn't efficient enough. Yeah, and then they'll be like, <laughs> buy our buy our new shirts. Make a uh, coffee, kafufi again. <laughs> yeah.
2: Yeah. yeah, Look at how tackily he dealt with this humanitarian yep. crisis. You're right.
1: You're right. Yeah. Uh, just uh, another note on the on the on the media the media coverage of this, like particularly like the New York Times and and others, they sort of like. They, I, I think in very flatly describing the actions of the president, there's. I think they're trying to communicate something, but they can't go all the way. And I just want to uh, speak here. Uh, this is uh, in the New York Times, uh, but they picked up from the Associated Press. And the headline is, Trump keep tabs on Harvey and its aftermath from Camp David. And I just want to read the first few paragraphs here. It says, uh, President Donald Trump monitored Hurricane Harvey from the seclusion of his official mountaintop retreat on Saturday, sending a flurry of tweets before and after the powerful storm (laughs) landfall in Texas in an effort to reassure the public that he was fully in control of managing the first natural disaster since he took office.
2: I like that they're trying to make it sound like like Father Winter. He's (laughs) on the mountaintop sending out a flurry. Yeah, but and, and it's sort of
1: like jazz. It's the notes they're not playing yeah. here that oh, i think yeah. are, are telling. I, yeah. I like the monitor. The use of
0: the word "monitored" for watching TV. Yeah. Uh, podcast, <laughs> yeah. Uh, podcast host Felix Biederman monitored a amateur scene on RedTube <laughs> <laughs> before sending out a flurry of tweets about how the cover system ruined third-person shooters.
1: <laughs> but uh, no, quoting now from his Twitter, the Associated Press has here. Uh, closely monitoring hashtag hurricane harvey from camp david we are leaving nothing to chance city state and federal governments governments working together exclamation point trump tweeted in the morning in an evening tweet he touted wonderful coordination between federal state and local governments in the great state of texas teamwork all caps god (laughs) so like yeah he's he's fully engaged here and i guess like Uh. the other thing to, to mention at least about houston and i guess also new orleans but especially houston is like let's say there was like the the perfectly coordinated effort to prepare for this eventuality and evacuate people it's basically impossible right to evacuate like the way houston is built it's just this endless no, they couldn't sprawl have done it.
4: they've tried it in the past and they literally killed hundreds of people like in the traffic jams that happened after, at well trying to do it It's just it's not a city designed for any kind of coordinated activity or uh, to handle flooding. They've paved every porous ground surface within uh, any any area that water could go to like into the ground has been turned into a (laughs) a (laughs) hardy's parking
1: lot. There's
4: nowhere for the water to go. And and that's just by design. And that's just it's going to keep happening. And, uh, it, and the, but I think if we're talking about like how climate change, how we're sort of seeing the future happening in front of us with with Houston, I think uh, another thing that is reflective of this new reality is that, well, this horrible thing is happening in Texas, and you know what? Like four or five million people are in, the, in either being displaced or, or are in danger of having their homes critically damaged. Forty million people. In India, Nepal, and yep. Bangladesh, right now, are being affected by massive typhoons that's killed over twelve hundred people that we know of. Yep. Entire villages are completely being cut off from water and food and electricity, and no end in sight. So that's that's like that's the pattern that we're going to keep seeing. Is it's gonna it's gonna be more uh, disasters in like the United States that are you know maybe shoddily managed, but but have relatively modest human tolls, and then just catastrophic yeah. mega death in more vulnerable parts of the world.
2: Eco-apartheid. Yeah. yeah uh, people tend to say, oh, we're all going to be underwater. Oh, oh, it's coming, it's coming. It's it's already there for like Bangladesh. Yeah, uh, yeah
4: like people have asked us, oh, why are you going to do uh, a climate change show? It's like, because we don't want everyone to kill themselves. Yeah.
2: <laughs> The latest well, Jacobin by the way is going to be a uh, pretty climate focused and it promises uh you know some gloom but no doom. Well that's
4: good. Like I'd right. be like we should we should do a show with somebody who have, can tell us that we're tell us something that's not just just a, a litany of coming horror.
3: Well it's a, it's an opportunity is what I've been sort of trying to read more about lately for for the left. I mean it is I don't mean that in a kind of grim um Uh, completely opportunistic way but I mean it is it is an opportunity it's a christ a it's a, yeah, yeah the best exactly. kind. Don't let don't 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 let one go to waste. And you know, it it certainly lends a lot more credibility to the arguments of the left and egalitarianism and redistribution of resources for the good of everybody, rather than the other side. And hopefully, without leaning too much on the doom laden stuff, which I think might turn people just completely nihilistic or try to shut it out. You could tap into something that would make people actually rethink their. Their uh, current ambivalence about about yeah stuff.
0: yeah, and it does um, this all does necessitate a more guaranteed rights economically for yeah. people yeah, and that is something to think about. I mean everyone posts the things where it's like, oh, the Republicans hypocritically voted against you know aid for New Jersey, but they vote you know they want aid for Texas, but it's like that's going to be everywhere. Yeah, Everywhere is going to need aid. Everywhere is going to need some sort of measure of evacuation. They're going to need, in addition to that, things that always should have been guaranteed by our government. Whether we can take that opportunity or it will be co-opted by sort of Existing Democratic Party forces, where they're like, "Here's a special hurricane debit card you can use with only a seventy-eight percent interest rate,
2: ten percent off at the Apple Store."
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. In case you need to make a boat out of iPads, with
4: uh, Bank of America, give you a a never-before-seen above prime rate.
0: Yeah, Uh, you. uh, the, this rainbow-colored FEMA shelter is a cool and tasty way to support LGBT rights. There's oh. going
2: to be a, a, a Citibank bike-sharing uh, you know, program well, where all of them are underwater yeah. in every major city. Okay. Well, here's
1: what I, you know, this is this is my question. How come the government has some sort of, like, universal disaster evacuation program? Why isn't this means-tested? Yeah. You right, know? Right, right. You know, middle-class neighborhood is underwater. Like, you know, I don't think that... I think we need to means test. Yep. I think they should pay maybe for a little bit and of their own. What about own, uh, moral
2: means testing? Are we going through these people's tweets? Have yeah. they said anything problematic? Uh,
3: who, who did they vote for? Yeah. Hello. Yeah. yeah. Needless to say, there's been a lot of that over the past but, couple of days. But
1: like you, you speaking like you know about like what like a left wing perspective to this It's like me personally. Like when I read like like a news story or a news account of a woman who's walking through flood water to her job because she couldn't get the day off. Or like literally can't evacuate because she'd lose her job. Okay,
2: I I, only- I have to say I grew up in Indiana, which is uh, a place where you're never more sure that there isn't a god or that there is, but he doesn't like you. Where you had like you know it would be the hu- in the hundreds for weeks in the summer and in the single digits in the, in, for weeks in the winter, and then you'd have tornadoes in the spring and flooding. Uh, when you'd have tornadoes in the fall and flooding in the spring. And in my neighborhood, there were just a few times when you would have to call into school flood. Mm-hmm. Like you'd have a flood day because shit was just underwater uh, because just very used to it. And like the weather, you can't, it's, there's water in the, in the way. I mean, I don't know how to fucking deal with that. Now, I mean, the fact that a public school is like, oh, you can't fucking swim to, you know, pre-calc. Um, but an employer, you know, ha- has absolutely, you know, it has absolutely no um, pressure from the public to be like, "What the fuck is your problem?" People right. can't go to work right now.
1: Yep. But yeah, like the the, the the idea that you would find yourself in that situation to begin <laughs> with is is ludicrous.
2: Yeah, I think
4: that the but yeah the the opportunity comes from the fact that there is no such thing as a free market solution to rescuing people or to rebuilding after these things happen like there is no plate the market has it it has never been part of it and we all just sort of you know that's just sort of something that's that's for libertarian types taken as you know well not everything can be the market some things we need to have a social mechanism for but as it becomes more and more like essential to people's lives uh I think it's also an opportunity to emphasize how that like social provision is going to be the only way we kind of, the the only way we can cope with increasing levels of, of, uh, ecological disaster.
1: Um, yeah, um, Amber, stop coughing.
4: Sorry,
2: <laughs> sorry. My employer is telling me not to be sick. <laughs> wow,
1: you're coming this, into the podcast. <laughs> I don't care. Wow, <laughs> stop coughing. You're making the customers nervous. <laughs> this woman came. Wear a hairnet. This woman came into her
0: podcast with a horrible illness, but suppressed her cough the entire time. That rocks.
2: Inspiring. <laughs>
1: Amber's an inspirational meme. Now. No. Yeah.
0: Yeah,
2: yeah, I'm one of those, like, eight-year-old children that starts a lemonade stand to get their house, like, out of upside-down <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: So, yeah, I mean, again, shout-out to everyone and in, uh, in listeners in Houston and Texas along the Gulf Coast or Louisiana right now. Uh, like I said, uh, we're thinking of you. Yep. And I hope you're thinking of us because you're still listening to us <laughs> Yeah, as you, as you save lives. Yeah. As you know, you know, you're, you're pulling people out of their houses and, uh, think of the pets too, people Mm got to think of the pets. Mm -hmm. Um, moving on, uh, this is a, this is a funny story that came out just the other day. That's very much, uh, up our alley. I'm speaking of course (laughs) by the, uh, the shocking revelation that, uh, Louise (laughs) Mensch and True Facts Stated (laughs) got all of their true facts from a complete fraud and hoax that was just doing a joke the entire time. Uh, You you folks heard about this one? (laughs) I I was was talking to Mavis You you heard of this Louise Mensch character?
0: I am disgusted by the attacks On my uh, mom, Louise Mensch (laughs) And my dad, True Fact Stated
1: (laughs) Oh no This is uh, from The Guardian here Uh, It says um, Explosive allegations about Donald Trump Made by online writers with large followings Among Trump critics Were based on bogus information from a hoaxer Who falsely claimed to work in law enforcement Yep Claude Taylor, that's a.k.a. True Fact, Stated, tweeted fake details of criminal (laughs) inquiries into Trump that were invented by a source whose claim to work for the New York Attorney General was not checked, according to emails seen by The Guardian. The allegations were endorsed as authentic and retweeted by his co-writer, Louise Mensch. The sources' false tips included an allegation, which had been has been aggressively circulated by mentioned Taylor, that Trump's inactive fashion model agency is under investigation by New York authorities for possible sex trafficking.
3: Wait, so you're telling me there's not an Ayatollah that can issue a FISA warrant yeah. to arrest the president tomorrow? Wait a minute.
0: Wait a minute. You're saying that a grand jury isn't just Robert Mueller having to go on quests <laughs> through ancient tombs where he has to collect indictment coins. <laughs> to put them all into a seal and yeah. that once he 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 gets them all passenger fifty seven kills Donald
1: Trump. <laughs> always Look,
0: This pl- is
4: the nature of Humeint, okay? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> when you've got Humeint, you don't know who you're talking to always. Sometimes it can be somebody in the Justice Department. Sometimes it can be three kids in a trench coat. You don't know. <laughs> That's what okay. Hume Int is all about. With that, these <laughs> fucking dipshits. Like, what's that asshole's name? What, or what's that asshole's job? Like, Claude Taylor? What is he? He's he like, a, a photographer. photographer. Yeah. What is he?
1: He's a photographer.
4: Yeah, he's just some dickhead. And they're, like, throwing around these, like, uh, this shit that they learned in Tom Clancy novels, like yep. Hume Int. Like, that's a joke. <laughs> yeah. Like, you read that and you're like, oh, this clown has no idea what he's talking about. But these people are so deluded and so. Just desperate for some kind of coherent narrative that makes everything okay, that they'll be like, Yeah, he's got human. This guy's call, got human.
3: You could call it a human centipede.
4: <laughs> oh. Like, for example, yeah. I found out today that motherfucking Lawrence tried I was just going to ask you about that, Matt. A yeah. guy who fucking argued Bush v. Gore at the Supreme Court was pimping Louise Mensch just a few months ago. And, like, yeah. I always assume that Bush won that case, you know, because the Supreme Court. Uh, arguments to the contrary About it being an arbiter of You know, justice or something Is actually a political uh, instrument No, it's because he Fucking cited, you know, spy versus spy As a fucking precedent In court, <laughs> that's the only explanation
1: <laughs> But like, I uh, know Matt, the, the tweet you found was It was Lawrence Tribe Who's, you know, insufferable Oh my god, oh, what, what a god. fucking yeah, the, the actual quote was Read this from the incomparable Louise Mensch. Yeah. I just think these, all, like all these old Comparable. guys, like, and, like James right, wolf you whims. Know? Well, I think they're just horny for her. I think they're just trying to smash, basically.
2: Yeah. Uh, but listen Are to the, the water's really that shallow. <laughs> I mean, for, uh, Lawrence, for Lawrence
1: Tribe, who looks like the thinking emoji, <laughs> <laughs> he played. He was the only non
0: CGI emoji.
2: I gotta look up pictures.
1: This, this is really funny though. Like, if like when you read the Guardian thing, like like they go into like how this person you know like catfished uh, true facts stated basically and it was just all by flattering his ego by being like hey I'm in the New York Attorney General's office I've been following your leads you're close very close yeah Yeah. listen to this though this is hilarious uh, the bogus source first contacted Taylor by email on the 20th of July with an email titled NYAG investigation earlier that day MSNBC's Joe Scarborough had quoted uh, quoted approvingly from an online post by Taylor Describing it as One of the best tweets Of the past month He says Claiming to be A fan of Taylor's writing Who worked in Schneiderman's Organized crime task force The hoaxer told him His reporting on Trump Had been Right on the money (laughs) Taylor replied Within two hours Pressing her for Usable information About (laughs) tangible results Like indictments He asked Are there sealed Indictments from Grand juries That Schneiderman Has convened Later that day The hoaxer replied That Trump associates Were indeed facing Prosecution on state charges in new york i'm aware of at least one preliminary sealed indictment in that case targeting multiple trump org principles she wrote taylor posted a lightly edited version of this to twitter two days later he quoted an nyag snyderman source as having oh told him God. i'm aware of at least one sealed indictment.
5: <laughs> <laughs>
1: but there's a there's something really funny uh later uh where I think like uh, like men like Louise Mensch was is asked about this and I think she is now claiming like all of her tweets yeah. are from a different source yes and it's she's a different source yes yeah. exactly who happens to be
3: saying the same bullshit that this person <laughs> yeah, was saying? Yes, like it's a great it's, defense it's a
1: different source <laughs> yeah which is, which is amazing like, like again that's what we talked about with like Mensch is so funny she just says source I have a source and like yep. and that's good enough for these people because yep. they I, they want to believe you know oh, yeah every every fucking mark in the sucker is yep. just like, they're, they're looking to be conned. Yep.
4: Uh, actually, my source tells me that uh, Judge Doom is going to be lowering <laughs> Trump into a vat of uh, the dip. <laughs> <laughs>
2: my source adds that my hair looked very shiny and lustrous today. Um, and that all my opinions are right and I'm incredibly insightful. Yeah. But
1: what I love about uh, the Claude Taylor, I mean like our running joke with this guy, like one of the best Twitter handles of all time yep. True Facts Stated yep. Almost Amazing. as good as Fired for Truth now. Yep. Fired for Truth Fired for Truth is number one with the bullet but what I loved about True Facts <laughs> Stated as like a Twitter handle is that it's just like it's the most insanely hubristic thing to yeah. call yeah. your Twitter account because <laughs> it's so obviously not true about anything to be honest,
2: I, I legitimately thought it would be like the facts you see on the Snapple. Yeah yeah. yeah 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 <laughs> It, it, would,
0: it would be one of those like it would be one of those like uh, what the fuck
1: facts. A duck's penis is corkscrew shaped, <laughs> and the length of its body. Yeah. Donald Trump is going to be executed by Judge Dredd. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so yeah, I mean, again, shocking. And actually, this is really funny. I mean, we talked to Sarah Jones about this because yeah. she, she she wrote a, a very good article about like why perhaps maybe you should uh, be. a tad bit skeptical of some of these people yeah
3: and got and loads of abuse from Uh, yeah yeah, like and 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 then dumbasses yeah exactly from
1: resistance democrat people hate sarah and she was you know uh you know rightly so uh doing a little bit of uh duncan on the timeline today and i was like and i had to click so i clicked the link and then like like some of the replies are people like you know, Mench may be wrong about this, but uh, she's still right about a lot of other stuff. She was the first on this Russian thing for anyone, and I just think she has an interesting mind. Have like, you seen
3: her work on Theodore Herzl <laughs> and the yeah. of uh,
1: anti-Zionism? So, yeah, I, these people don't... Guys,
2: when are we going to read from her books? Oh,
1: oh yeah, that's we, good yeah, yeah.
2: You guys, I, you don't understand. I already had um, someone send them to me, and...
1: Do you have copies?
2: Um, I have them in PDF. Okay. I didn't pay for them. Okay. <laughs> uh, but But, I mean, one of the most striking this is just a little preview here one of the most mm. striking features is that she's obsessed with products so like she'll have entire chapters that are very much like ian fleming where they're overly descriptive except yeah. it's like she's walking through um the beauty counter at a high-end drugstore oh, and man. just describing the various products on the female protagonist it's great
0: louise spench is very uh rust cole from true detective in that she true detective rock. stated yeah <laughs>
2: man, she, you're coming up with great episode titles yeah. yeah That's
0: what this episode title should be But her and Claude They're Rust and Marty Because Claude's kind of like He's the company man Like mm. no bullshit guy Being in the deep state of being A freelance photographer at the White House <laughs> <laughs> You know he's like Louise, stop saying that weird shit. We have to get to the bottom of this. But Louise, uh, she has insanity from doing too many drugs, like Russ. Right. Yep. And she You're has right. flashbacks. But when she goes into places like the FISA court uh, to see uh, super indictments, she has hallucinations <laughs> that reveal the truth to her. Like she sees uh, Phoenix Wright attorney at law pop up in her mind's eye. Yeah. But he comes to her and tells her the truth, which is that uh, Donald Trump is re- is talking to aides about getting a submarine to go to Hitler's base in Antarctica to escape the court. Donald Trump is the Cheeto King yeah. in their mythology. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's exactly. the big
3: baddie that they have.
4: You don't need these amateur dickheads just making shit up on Twitter. Like, didn't They just found out these assholes just them each other things like, hey, uh, I want to help Putin uh, make you president in exchange for building a tower in Moscow. Yeah. Like, they just fucking email that stuff to each other. <laughs> it's all out there. You don't need detective skills. These people aren't that clever. Yep.
0: Well, I think part of like why these the like insane conspiracies were like uh, Putin is like the he is Dr. Doom. He's Ozymandias from uh, Watchmen <laughs> is because, Ozymandias, like... Ozymandias. Oh I said Ozymandias, <laughs> you fucking That's the, uh, It's Ozymandias. It's an Egyptian word. There, <laughs> there's a reason that Egypt doesn't exist anymore. Yeah. It's Egyptian.
5: <laughs>
0: <laughs> but the reason they have to believe that is because, like, if you think that, like, you know, regardless of what did or didn't happen in the, se- in the Seder email, like, yeah, like we've said, there's some weird shit going on. But, like, if Russia actually got Donald Trump elected, like, they were the main force behind it, that's hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> they, because said, yeah. Russia's, like, main export is fetal alcohol syndrome. Yep. It's the most broken fucking major country on Earth. And if they, like, upended our democracy, they deserve to keep that one. <laughs> and it's just a symbol of our fucking decay. Yep.
1: Sorry, this is uh, just one last uh, sentence from the this article I, I want to read here. It says... Uh, since Taylor posted the allegations about Trump's model agency, Mensch pushed similar claims and pushed the hashtag PIMPPOTUS, a play on PIMP and the acronym for President <laughs> of the United States. Yes. Good one. Yes. Now, uh, Felix, a second ago you mentioned uh, Trump was taking a, a submarine to Hitler's secret um, Antarctic base. Uh, I'm going to use that as a slight segue here to a story from last week that is like not really political. But it just caught my eye because it's fucking incredible, and I knew Amber would love it, and I'm so glad that she actually wasn't familiar with this and so yeah, I I'm just told her about it. Yeah, I'm excited about this because it.
2: it sounds like serious, like, spy novel shit.
1: It, it's even better than that. It's like even... It's it's not... It's, okay. I'm referring to the story about the saga of the Danish inventor and the Swedish journalist and the Danish inventor's personal submarine.
5: Okay, Are the you
2: other guys already evil. You guys, any oh, other guys familiar really? yeah. with this? Yeah. No? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. no one. No up. one after 1900 should be an inventor. You, you're yep. an engineer or yep. something, but if you're an inventor, that means one, you own a dirigible, and mm-hmm. two, you sew animals to different animals.
0: You're building some big spider robot. Yeah, to take absolutely. Over. Yeah. Okay. I mean, I had to go see the movie Gosford Park with my family when I was ten. <laughs> and uh <laughs> fucking incredibly boring but i think like half the characters in that movie are inventors and if you remember the no, moral the moral of that movie <laughs> that uh it's bad to it's bad to go to a big house
2: uh, <laughs> no it's true yeah, it's uh, true never meet someone in their submarine their dirigible yep, uh...
1: like okay so here's the story a journalist uh w- went missing right a Swedish journalist named um, Kim uh, Wall, I believe, and the last person that she was with was a Danish inventor named Peter Madsen, who uh, you know he claimed he took her mad
2: right there in the name. Yeah, yeah. Yep.
1: he took oh, her yeah. on a ride in his personal submarine, and then claimed that the authorities, when they asked him that you know she he had dropped her off in like Copenhagen Harbor that night. Okay, uh, here comes the turn though i'm reading now from the new york times it says uh the mysterious disappearance of a swedish journalist who vanished after boarding a danish inventor's submarine took a dark turn on monday when the police revealed the inventor had changed his account telling investigators that she died on his vessel and that he had buried her at sea so that's a really cool normal thing to tell authorities was uh there was a submarine accident, and I buried her body at sea. Sorry. Well, this is going to you know, sound du- so
4: good when Keith Morrison says it <laughs> in that Dateline voice. <laughs>
1: well, the, 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 he put metal on her headless
3: body to make her float to the bottom.
4: Yeah, um, oh. I'm willing.
1: I'm willing to hear him out. Okay, it says, Danish police, this is uh, now from the Daily News, today, it said, Danish police on Tuesday scanned a homemade submarine where Swedish journalist Kim Wall was last seen alive, saying they were looking for any possible concealed (laughs) cavities. The 40-ton, nearly 60-foot-long submarine, which sank earlier this month, now stands on land in a remote corner of Copenhagen's harbor, where a mobile cargo scanner has been deployed. Uh, Yeah, so this guy... uh, burying her at sea he also dismembered her and uh like chained the body so that it would sink yeah
2: no did that's he it's part did, of maritime
1: tradition yeah During, you, like, you shoot someone's body out of a torpedo oh my god <laughs> yeah that's when
2: he went to the authorities and said hey i, I did you this ni- nice favor of of you know seeing to the burial myself i i thought the family would really appreciate it uh did he mention the dismembering part
1: no What if (laughs) that would have? Yeah,
2: because that might have. They might have taken that the wrong way. Well, okay,
0: okay, okay. I am willing to entertain explanations. (laughs) Uh, You know how sometimes you order duck from like a Chinese restaurant and Uh you expect it to be, uh, you know, you expect it to be of a higher quality, but it sort of it breaks apart in fragments because it was frozen and then thawed too Mm -hmm. quickly.
2: It wasn't the thing hanging in the window.
0: Yeah, so. Maybe she was just one of those people who was like kind of poorly made. Like she right, fell she apart fell. easily. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And it's like, are That's we so really going to judge How a man based on that? let
4: Robert Durst get a fucking submarine. <laughs> <laughs> Terrible idea.
0: And look at this guy, though. Well, he made a lot of money being in oh Limp Biscuit. Oh,
2: my God. That is insane. Obviously. It's really good feeling. Thank you. Evil face.
1: Uh so yeah, don't trust people with uh, their own personal submarine and
2: What did he say the accident did he go into what the accident? No, he just
1: was? said there was an accident. Yeah. Things happened.
2: There was an oops. Mistakes <laughs> were well, made.
1: Yeah. Look, as as you know, someone who's not familiar with um submersible uh maritime vessels uh, you don't know how many things can go wrong in a submarine. <laughs> oh, my God. So much of so it. So many accidents can happen on a submarine.
4: Mm. And, and, I mean, it's well known that you need to have a lot of potassium. For long sea voyages, there's a lot of bananas. The banana peels. Banana peels. Tend to get yeah. Yeah. Of yep, right. yep. You slip on them. It I'm happens just, all the time. Yep.
2: I'm just really looking forward to. To the made-for-TV movie, I'm really looking forward to the Lifetime Television for Women remake of Das Boot. That this
5: is going to be. That this is definitely going to be. Uh,
1: yeah,
2: <laughs> Mr. Madsen, no,
1: not on your submarine. <laughs> oh, <laughs> this is so man is so
2: clearly a psychotic, evil murderer. It's yeah. insane. It's like you know it. You know what it is? It's like the same reason we're we're thrilled by Gorka. Wait, hang on. Yeah. It's the same reason we're thrilled by Gorka because it's a very yeah. European kind of evil that we <laughs> yeah. just don't have we here. We thought it'd It's an exotic import to us. Mm-hmm.
4: No. Yeah, American rich guys just like when they murder women, it's like in their shitty, you know, uh, modernist house or that yeah, mansion. yeah. or
2: like a Maybach yeah. or something. Yeah. Maybe they
4: shoot him with a homemade bazooka. That's like, <laughs> guess. or There's it's in never a bro- any personal submarine.
1: <laughs> or it's in a brothel, and then Tom Hayden comes and tells you that the girl had no family, and it'll right. be like she never existed. Right, right, you know. But yeah, personal submarine. Whew.
0: That's style you yeah. know that's
2: that continental touch mm-hmm.
0: I mean I think that Trump is ushering in a new era of rich people like before all our rich people were kind of like Elon Musk or Bill Gates just sort of uh, freakishly smooth genital uh, synergy robots who <laughs> just uh, walked around the world making pronouncements like uh, what, if, what if we could code away poverty but now that we have a president who has sort of early 1900 syphilis and uh, has we're back all, to
2: steampunk. Yeah, we're
0: back to steampunk billionaires every. Yeah, it, we are making America great. We're making the world great again because every rich person has a brain disease where they have some sort of dirigible or or uh, light aircraft to probably like a hot air balloon or a blimp. Yeah, the where next they...
2: murder is going to take place on one of those um, like Da Vinci helicopters with the foot pedals. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Someone's yeah. going to walk by with like a saber and slice off a woman's head, pedaling <laughs> their way through one of those yeah.
4: things. Yeah, I can't wait until the Olsen twins get trampled to death by Lloyd Blankfein's war elephant.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, imagine everyone's going to be sad when this happens because they really like her music. But Carly Rae Jepsen, Elon Musk is going to kill her on the Orient Express.
2: (laughs) But, like, with arsenic in some absinthe.
0: Yeah. Uh, Absinthe is coming back. So back. Yeah. All those people we've made fun of on the internet for, like, uh, you know, having steampunk weddings and funerals, they're... They're Wait, cool what's now. a
2: steampunk funeral?
0: Oh, I've been thinking about this for like,
2: <laughs> nothing <this is> <laughs> you've imagined. Yeah, just... I've been
0: thinking about it for a while. It's like you would have the hydraulic bullshit like lowering the casket into oh. the ground.
2: <laughs> <God>. <laughs> <laughs> Lots of totally uh, functionless gears on the outside of the thing and one large clock. Yeah, well, there's a
0: huge th- clock on that sort of face of the
1: coffin. Well, I was there's... just thinking they would just chuck your body into like a coal furnace of a steam engine. <laughs> yep. Yeah, I mean the, the
2: true steampunk death would be to you just shove your body Into an industrial loom
0: yeah. <laughs> That's now, what That's what Mishima wrote about The perfect steampunk death yeah. That he wanted
1: <laughs> But uh, now I'm thinking like uh, Trump, Barron The whole the whole Trump family If they uh, just start dressing Like steampunk I'm thinking the follow up To that Daily Caller article We read by, oh, yeah. uh, by Ford Springer Would be like Young, young baron looking more dapper than ever with yep. his like gear shaped
4: monocle and <laughs> <Yeah>. top hat. <laughs> <goggles. Yeah>. Oh <laughs> my <laughs> god, the best Grunt. thing is gonna be because all right, so we know now when people want to talk about like the uh uh wealthier and more working class voters, they use the phrase wine track and beer track, right? Uh-huh. I can't wait till that gets replaced with uh fentanyl track, laudanum track, <laughs> yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, definitely. Oh my God. Yeah. It's like um, we're going to live in the Zyborn clock. I can't <laughs> wait. <laughs> Folks, believe me, I have imagined four balls at the edge of a cliff many times. <laughs> this reference is lost me. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's uh,
2: actually a pretty deep cut. Uh, yeah. For Felix. I don't know. I yeah, it's I don't, a good one. It's, I like. it's like some, it's Zyborn. Zyborn. It's like some
0: it's clock.
1: People know about Zyborn like, clocks. Like, yeah, I think I've heard. It's like some deep internet like, brain and damage something awful, shit.
0: they tried to make. Uh, the worst RPG ever and it was called The Zyborn Clock and it was like (laughs) Final Fantasy but more steampunky and the plot of the game was like about how time works Uh, and that four balls thing they said that if there are four balls on the edge of a cliff and you move one ball up and it bumps a ball off, but then it rolls into the whatever no, and no, comes back. No,
2: video games should be little unidentifiable creatures running through the jungle, gathering fruit and jumping on turtles. That's, that's what video games should be. I'm sorry.
1: By the way, Amber, I have been from reli- my reliable sources in the NYAG have informed me that you've been playing crash bandicoot all day long oh, really? oh yeah Instead i'm of being deeply on the shell.
2: yeah like the, old, old it's classic the only style? thing my yeah no there's this uh thing that it, it, that re-released all of them wow it was a uh, good game and in like a uh, super intense high def or whatever which is stupid uh but i doing it anyway because i can't lay down You're or i start from, coughing from
0: the bolt from the boulder yeah i like him. the runner levels those yeah, are my yeah. favorite levels i, I never was in the crash bandicoot it's
2: a baby game it's very soothing. Yeah, i didn't yeah.
0: like how he didn't wear his shirt yeah
2: <laughs> <laughs> you felt very unsafe yeah, very intimidated by his masculine yeah, look, at,
0: look at solid snake he is wearing an article of clothing for every part of his body it's like <laughs> he has some he's like the you know he's a good role model and crash bandicoot's a terrible one
2: but crash bandicoot wears fingerless gloves don't you like that he's one of the <sighs> rare like animal That's cartoon characters
1: point. that wears pretty pants, cool. but not a shirt yeah, he, yeah. yeah, he, he doesn't. Donald yeah. Duck famously, it. Mickey. Though.
2: Yeah, Donald Duck. Yeah, no, the it's been it's between uh, between me, Nick, and Nick's girlfriend has just been like a, a parade of Crash Bandicoot. Like we're fourteen and drinking Surge in a basement.
0: <laughs> Surge fucking kicked ass. Yeah, oh, I to every every new fuck. Fo- <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> oh, my God. This is great news. <laughs> this is
2: the best day. I feel better about Texas. It's an Amazon exclusive or something. You can buy, like, crates of it. On oh, all fuck right, yeah. Right. Yeah, I my know gosh. what we're doing. Only,
0: I only in uh, Tallboy, too. They don't uh, offer a Perfect. <laughs> moderate size. <laughs> yeah, because every fucking new soda now is called, like, the adult. It's like an adulting, like, a boss soda. Yeah. And they're like, it's... Th-
1: uh, shandy with no alcohol. It's uh, it's spice cola. Okay, right, well, let's uh, let's do some prudy. Yeah, let's let's, let's close out yeah. with with some prudy. Yeah. You know, uh, Amber's back. You may remember uh, a few episodes back, uh, we used our real life advice columnist to answer other people's problems. So send
2: me uh, send me your questions for my advice column uh at your sorry ass at the Baffler.
1: Yeah, but uh, we're going to give you a preview of like you know some of the some of the advice you could be getting if you were emailing Amber. Now these are all real dear prudy questions that I have sourced from my my dear prudy seller where I keep all of the finest dear prudy letters that I've collected over the years. Mm. Okay, first one. Question: <gasps> Can a thirteen-year-old sleepover party be secretly filmed by the parents? <laughs> <laughs>
4: <laughs> oh, this is this Dylan Baker's character? Oh, <laughs> yes. Is this uh,
1: is this uh Kurt? I mean, Kevin from Dallas. <laughs> oh my we go. god! There uh, we go. My son, age thirteen, went to a classmate sleepover party where they were rowdy and told off-color jokes. He was a bit contrite afterward, as his best friend apparently told him he was the loudest and his jokes were the worst. We didn't receive any complaints from anyone's parents, though. His classmate now has told my son that the mother used the nanny cam to film the party and has threatened him uh, to show the recording to the school's administration so they can see how he really is.
2: Who is this cop?
1: (laughs) My son is very good at school and very proud of his reputation with teachers, so he's quite distressed. I told him his classmate is likely lying, as no parent in his right mind would nanny cam a 13-year-old boy's sleepover. And even if they did, they most certainly wouldn't tell him. This didn't seem to give him much comfort, as I also told him that privacy laws would protect him and his friends from being filmed without their and their parents' permission, much less show the film to someone else. But I'm kind of wondering if that last part is true. Anyway, should I approach the other child's parents to bring the matter to light? Or is this something I should let my son manage himself?
2: Yeah, uh, my advice would to approach the parent and be like, Hey, your kid is just being weird and you're not actually a psychopath, right? Right.
0: I would go up to them, uh, holding my camcorder, and be like, <laughs> "I'm filming you. I'm filming you. I'm filming you. You do not have the right to detain me. You do not have the right to detain me." And tell them my son
1: is a sovereign citizen.
0: <laughs>
2: yeah, Actually, I think Felix has got it.
1: Yeah. Uh, it the, the other the other parent, it could be Kurt. It could also be Robert Blake's character from Lost Highway. Oh. <laughs> oh, yeah, what the yeah, fuck yeah. is your name? I'm filming you right now. Yeah. All of your off color jokes <laughs> at your sleepover party. I'm there right now. Call me. Next, uh, next, dear pretty question. Now, this one, not as funny as a headline or question, but like it, th- this is a, a dear pretty question in which the, the questioner reveals more about themselves uh. than any problem they're addressing. It's not really the problem, it's the person writing the letter. Okay, question. The headline is a few paws too many. The writer says, I live in an apartment complex geared toward young adults, college students looking for a quieter environment, grad students, young professionals, and a few young families. Last year, the young woman across the hall lost both her parents in a freak accident and her little brothers were sent across the country to live with family. She already had one, admittedly, very well-behaved and well-trained dog, but she took in both of her parents' dogs. There is a two-dog limit that I was informed was strictly enforced. But she apparently appealed for special permission, given the circumstances, and received it because one of the dogs is elderly. I feel bad for her circumstances, but it's been a year and she still has three dogs. So apparently, the elderly one wasn't that old after all. <laughs> <laughs> she, she, she seems That's to old. be. There <laughs> are rules. <laughs> she, she <seems> Kill <laughs> your dog. Yeah, what dog she, she looks she, pretty right. spry
2: there? Am I <laughs> legally justified in killing this dog? Yeah. That's she, how. Was, she
1: seems to be a responsible pet owner, but I think it's unfair that she has three dogs and will for the foreseeable future. I think she used everyone's pity. For her family tragedy to get around the rules, oh. <laughs> would, it, would, it, would it be wrong of me? Would it be oh wrong God. of me to complain to the building management?
2: Okay, uh, dog cop should be evicted.
1: Yeah, yeah. Like
2: uh, everyone, uh, I'm against uh, witch hunts, except for this one situation. Well, well, like Find how- this man and make him live somewhere else. I mean, I just like how
3: there, I was expecting there to be, and the dog's starting to take my paper or, he you know, everywhere. Everything. But yeah. it's yeah. just like, yeah. there's no issue whatsoever. He just doesn't like that there's an extra dog around. This is just around. a person no. who... He
2: just thinks it's unfair. He's just a fucking tattletale. He's, He's just a fucking a, yep. hall monitor. Yep.
1: Yeah. Exactly. The answer to this person is that like you are the problem here. Like the dogs aren't bothering you in any way. It's just eating away in your nasty little soul that somebody is, is gotten away with something. You're an and ugly you little tattletale who's
2: mad at a person who's what did he say? Quote, using, using her <laughs> family tragedy, yeah. unquote. Like, you know what? I bet she killed those parents just so she could have three dogs.
1: Yeah. All right, here's the next one. Uh, um a cu- a couple of months ago. A family I was slightly acquainted with moved across the street. They adore our children and often invite us over. I like them enough to have an occasional coffee with them. But the problem is that two of them are chain smokers, which makes their house smell like an ashtray. Smoking in this country isn't as stigmatized as it is in the United States at first i hinted politely that the smoke bothered us and they were obliging enough but they seem to think moving across the room to smoke or opening a window would suffice which doesn't make much of a difference i suggested spending time outside at our place but they seem to take my rejections very personally they are members of a marginalized minority and i'm afraid they are making assumptions about why we don't want to spend time at their place which is kinder, to keep on making excuses or to be upfront about the fact that no amount of scented candles will make the air inside their house breathable to us? First of all,
0: totally agree. Uh, uh, persecuted minority, the smokers. The only N word left in America is nicotine. <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, fuck this guy. The smokers are right.
2: Yeah. Also, I'm sorry, send your kids. To hang out with the smokers. Who cares? It'll yeah, make sense. Who them gives stronger. a shit?
0: They'll be cool. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah, your kids will learn how to be
0: cool. They'll get my- secondhand coolness. Yeah. I, l- I live in a building with a bunch of people who, like, all all are graphic designers somehow. <laughs> and one of my fucking useless pieces of it's shit. The
2: Rockabilly graphic designer. <laughs> yeah, I
5: was going
0: to yeah. say, the <laughs> class of people you hate.
1: Almost as much
0: as rockabilly They're anti-Semitic
2: people. Polish Rockabilly Graphic designers I can designers. take the Polish
0: anti-Semitism At least it kind of Makes sense But like <laughs> Becoming a rockabilly Doesn't Or graphic design But uh One of Like One of them Fucking yelled at me For Throwing my cigarettes Like into the road Like into the streets and said she could Smell them from her Apartment Which is just That's fucking Insanity That's just Middle management Authoritarianism yeah. And I think that smokers Also like, your
2: kid being around fucking secondhand smoke Once a week is actually fine I'm sorry yeah. it really is
0: I think smokers should uh, They should be like the African National Congress And instead of trying to Ease our way into freedom mm. With the uh, <laughs> t- With the tyrannical majority We just have to be radical what And throw our butts into people's windows yep. Smoke everywhere Only smoke
1: inside What I liked about that letter Is that I was just I was trying to like the circumstances here and they were like
2: I picture really old Vietnamese shame smokers like we love the baby. squatting yeah
1: exactly what I I like about this is like I'm picturing it's like this like middle class white couple that are like very like family oriented and health conscious and they all have like matching bikes and like water bottles and shit and they're like we're friends with our next door neighbors but the next door neighbor house is just like a storefront hangout for like the Chinese triads. Yeah. And they're all <laughs> sitting yeah. on milk crates playing Maojong, chain smoking <laughs> yeah. cigarettes, yeah. All that. I'm sorry, Mahjong. Yeah. What Mao the John. fuck? Yeah. Oh god. Mahjong.
2: And Dude. you and you grew up around Jews and you don't know how, how to say it. Matt like.
3: now just sort of says the word out loud and I'm sure has a checklist where he just adds <laughs> one. He's just very he just, calmly noting everything as it's going by.
4: <laughs> I just want the viewers to know that I hear them. Every one of them, I hear them. And I quietly judge. <laughs> but dear this Prudy. This is. Uh, yeah, maybe you should write a letter, Matt. Like us to come over and uh, play Russian roulette for money. It's kind of awkward, though. And <laughs> we sh- uh, should we tell them? A- say something about it.
3: The uh, th- this is another one I think where it says more about the the letter yep. writer than the cigarettes, cigarettes are, are
4: gross. Of- Fuck off, <laughs> <laughs> dear it's Prudy. A- I know everyone's a- cool, but cigarettes are disgusting and they smell like shit. And if you don't smoke, not smell have smoke like shit, you, Matt.
2: They smell like shit. Yeah, they're it's literally... fine. G- you throw them in the bath afterwards, it's fine.
0: They're covered in candy and fucking snot all the time. They jam
2: hands.
1: <laughs> I don't know. I
0: think
2: they literally don't learn to wipe well until they're like six. I, I'm not kidding.
1: I personally also kind of think people who smoke indoors in their house are kind of gross. No. I think they're cool.
4: Absolutely. It's gross. They get the fucking yellow curtains and but shit. It's disgusting.
2: I don't let anyone smoke cigarettes in my house but also literally who cares you you want to raise kids that are exposed to the world that means they're gonna know what secondhand smoke smells like also didn't he say they smoke by the window they're not like blowing smoke rings or doing (laughs) bong rips in their little face
4: well that would be cool bong rips are awesome
1: (laughs) (laughs) all right uh Next letter. Uh, This is another letter that um, reveals more about the letter writer than any problem. (laughs) Dear Prudy,
3: there's been a horrible accident on
0: my submarine.
1: (laughs) Uh, Hear me out. (laughs) Dear Prudy,
0: I've been tricking a travel photographer into thinking that he's in the deep state. (laughs) All
1: right. Here we go. This one says, um, Dear Prudence, I was born on the same day at the same hospital as a woman who has now been in my social circle for 28 years, though we are not particularly close. This has always posed a logistical problem when we try to celebrate. We either plan separate birthday parties, which is inconsiderate toward friends who have to choose, or plan an event together, which isn't fun for me because she has five siblings who make a big deal about her gifts and her cake while my family is smaller and doesn't get all that excited about birthdays. This year, I am particularly unhappy (laughs) because for the second time, I have received an invitation to a surprise party for the other woman thrown by her sisters. I am very upset at the thought of spending my birthday in a party being thrown exclusively for someone else and the last time I attended her surprise birthday party, I left early and cried on the drive home because it made me feel so overlooked These feelings have been building since elementary school when her mother would bring birthday cake and balloons to school and our birthday was completely focused on her. I can't throw my own party that day without putting our mutual friends in an awkward position. I am wondering, do I need to gracefully accept the invitation and grin and bear it? Or can I tell her sisters I am not coming because I don't enjoy going to someone else's birthday party on my birthday. If her birthday were any <laughs> oh, other day, I would happily shit. celebrate <laughs> with her as I do like her, oh. but I find her family's birthday fervor upsetting. I imagine this oh
2: adult God. woman like at the, the final, that that scene in 16 Candles like all by herself yeah. sitting on the kitchen table being like, I'm the birthday it's girl. It's not
1: my party. and you know, I'm the birthday to. girl. Yeah. Well, okay, this is one of those things where I have to be holy like, holy shit. DJ, DJ, run out! <laughs> Back to the yeah. beginning of the letter, it says, "Who has now been in my social circle for 28 years?" Yeah. This woman is at least 28 years old, yep. and she's upset that her birthday cake. Is she's being definitely ruined. older than
2: that because no one has a social circle as a baby. True. Yeah. This is a Probably woman in her 30s, late 30s, who is mad about she's not put, being the only birthday girl. Uh, By the way, I share my birthday every year and have with like two other people and I feel like that's what adults do and you just bring everyone out to a bar yeah, or, yeah, as, or a,
1: as I did this year on my birthday fell on a Thursday you not cool a lot of people were working sure. just delay the birthday have it on the weekend, it on the weekend actually now. doesn't it actually be on your exact birthday
0: you
2: know what Because no one knows yeah. they don't know
1: also like when you're older than like
0: uh 13 Pro- yeah about 13 like there is really no difference between your birthday and any other party. Like yeah. really, like what? What the fuck? Like the, the, in her circle, this is like Hobbit social customs. Yeah, this like they is have insane. a special wish yeah. that's granted to them every birthday. <laughs> and this fucking woman's in her mid thirties, and she still thinks it's a special day. This is like. This is how people become alt right.
2: Yes, yeah. <laughs> I feel
0: so fucking reactionary yeah, you know right what? now. I am so against
2: snowflake.
0: I am against the Enlightenment. I am against all fucking individualism. All modern this architecture. Is Western awful.
2: culture. Yeah. Is, yes. has become degenerate. Holy
0: fuck! Your avatar yeah. is a statue now. Yeah, <laughs> I'm gonna be. Yeah, I'm gonna be a guy named like you know uh, Dark Goku, who, <laughs> like qu- like gets a bunch of Roman bullshit from Wikiquote. <laughs> because this upsets me the so Romans much. Romans
4: only had one birthday party. You had to yep. kill a slave.
1: Yep.
0: Yeah. No
4: cake.
1: Yep. <laughs> I just I, I feel like I kind of sympathize with this letter writer because as long as I've been alive, I've had to share a birthday with the actor Antonio Banderas. Uh, and uh, always yeah. that
3: overshadowing. That stupid you. GIF of him. You yeah, know, doing, doing the those, backup. Yeah. Ah,
2: yeah. Yeah. That shit. Also, why is she? what is the deal with people feeling obligation to mm. go to parties they don't want to go to? You're in your
1: 30s. You yeah. can beg out of anything
0: now. You can yeah.
2: literally say, oh, I'm, I'm, I'm in my 30s. My body's falling apart. I can't, <laughs> yeah. you yeah. know.
0: Say that you were recorded telling rude jokes at another
1: party. <laughs> <laughs> okay, one last one. Yeah, okay. That's good. Okay, here we go. This oh, is I'm the so question excited. here is uh, women on a guy's weekend go. Okay. Okay. Oh. Okay. Uh, my husband and I socialized with another couple uh, that we met at a meetup about a year and a half ago Six months ago, the husband invited mine on a guy's hiking weekend In the six months leading up to it, it was discussed often and always as a guy's only weekend On the car ride there, my husband found out that some men were bringing their wives I am furious at the couple for lying to me. I wouldn't Ooh, I wouldn't have and wanted the <laughs> I wouldn't have wanted to go and I wouldn't have been upset that my husband was going, but I do think it's a huge lie considering we talked about it no less than 10 times in the months leading up. I expressed my anger after the weekend and got a half-hearted apology from the husband and basically that they see it, it said that they basically see it as a guys weekend because <laughs> their group doesn't bring their wives. I maintain that since women go every single year, it had to oh be a deli- a deliberate choice to keep me in the dark until my husband was on the way there. The wife began texting me this weekend. The trip was in the beginning of March because they wanted to move forward and go back to hanging out. I feel that they either deliberately lied to me yeah. or if not, they have horrible judgment and never once mentioning that the other guys might oh, yeah. bring their wives. I know my husband would like me <laughs> to get over it too, but I just can't, especially since their apology was, I'm sorry, but we didn't do anything on purpose, so you shouldn't be yeah. mad anymore.
2: It's it's like the lack of self-awareness. Well, I mean, I, the thing is, she suspects they deliberately right. exclude her, but she's not like... Do all these people hate me for some reason? They
0: retreat Yet, quickly from that there's realization. There's no introspection in any of these. <laughs> yeah, like,
2: wh- who am I and what is my relationship uh, with these people that yeah. they're all getting together and be like, we want to do this thing as a group, <laughs> but for the love of God, let's make sure she can't come. Dear
0: Prudy, I arrived home this week and... Uh, all my children and my husband were gone. All the furniture was taken, all the TV, everything, with a note that simply read, Gone Fish and Nice Knowing You. <laughs> is this rude to not invite
1: me on the fishing trip? Can
2: I, can I, can I confront them about this? Yeah. Or am I, should yeah. I grin and bear it? Yeah.
1: What I find particularly disturbing about this letter is both that it is, like I said, more of an indictment of the letter writer than any problem that they're having, but I also classify this one Is what I like to call The sort of I think the last time I described it Is sort of like The keyhole letter Mm -hmm. Where you're like Looking through Just getting a sliver Of these people's relationship And you know What's beyond that door Is so much more horrible Than like Just even the little Agonies that you're Experiencing through this And what I liked about this Is like God being married Must be a fucking nightmare (laughs) Because it's like Listen to this Uh in the 6 no, months leading I've been up to it being married
2: th- being married to a crazy person isn't it? okay
1: i don't mean to indict all of marriage but just certain marriages like this where it's just like okay you're going away for one weekend for like a, you know a guy's trip or any kind of trip you're going away for one weekend and then it's, the next sentence is in the 6 months leading up to it we discussed it nearly oh, every day time. yeah, so, yeah oh, and god. it's just like oh
2: my god you can't
3: you can't do anything. I, th- I think what you're saying is when the wife's nagging you, yeah, you uh, you just, resent the ball and chain. I w-
2: exactly. We're I just, all I w- alt right now. Yeah. I want
1: to go play mini golf. Yep. I want to go go karting. Yep. I want to go to the video arcade. Yep. C- can I do
2: anything? I Honey. mean, the weird thing is, is that like he uh, and and I I actually don't really care if people have the odd sort of gender segregated event i have i have girls nights i don't care uh, gender is a very big experience in it and it's nice to have uh, moments with people
4: my friend told me once that uh his friend who is uh, uh who has was married very unhappily one time he uh, dm'd him my friend and he, it's just said uh I just got done with work. Can I go to Wendy's? <laughs> <laughs> and he said, what is this? And he said, oh, I'm sorry. That was supposed to be to my wife. Oh my God. He was asking thing, permission if, to go to Wendy's.
2: If you saw that text, if you saw a woman like sending that text, you would be like, oh my God, this is an abusive situation. Right. Yeah. Yeah, this is some, yeah.
4: uh, this is some sleeping with the enemy shit. Yeah. yeah. This is uh, R. R. Kelly.
2: But I think the <laughs> idea that he, he's having to use these weird, like, uh, kind of, Traditional, you know, gender arrangements to hide from what is apparently a terrifying and completely unself-aware person, and she's not even taking a moment to be like, "Oh my god, every every one of my friends hates me," yeah. <laughs> because <Can> I-, <laughs> I live in constant fear of that. Mm-hmm all the time yeah, every I'm basically person. always waiting for the prom scene at Carrie yeah. where yeah. I'm like oh I have all these friends and then bucket <laughs> of pants guess <laughs> what
3: it's right now yeah
5: exactly
3: <laughs> you're off the show <laughs>
2: I'm always yeah you're gonna do it live yeah, and then yeah, you're yeah, gonna yeah. make sure it gets it goes yeah, yeah it's it is, it's not gonna be a premium episode yeah either. No,
1: public yeah yeah. keep coughing Amber <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> alright uh, actually one more one more
2: okay yeah I'm still it.
4: laughing
1: at can I go to Wendy's <laughs> it's
3: so good that is so good.
4: May frosty? I please have some Wendy's?
2: I promise that I will have only the five-dollar meal deal. May I dip the fries in the frosting, please, sir?
1: Uh, one more, because Amber, I think you'll like this one. Uh, dear Prudence, my wife and I were elated to find out we're going to have a daughter. We decided to discuss names last week and gave ourselves <laughs> oh, three yeah. days oh, to prepare oh, yeah. our ideas. I spent a ton of time on this and even put together a presentation with each name and the reasons (laughs) I like them. I chose some important... What, like
2: PowerPoint? Yeah, like a oh, stack. No. They call it. They, they call a stack I hope it was like now. a TED Talk and yeah. he had like a, he had like a, <laughs> a wireless net, mic. And a wireless a pointer.
1: Yeah. yeah. Okay, so he said, I spent a ton of time. I I chose some important family names and some special names from literature and the arts, all of which I think <laughs> would be beautiful. My wife showed up with a few names scribbled on the back of a grocery list as if she hardly even cared. Also, her ideas were trashy, misspelled oh. n- <laughs> Trashy, misspelled names like... Lauren with a Y, and Bethany, that's spelled uh, B-E-T-H-O-N-I-E, and 18th century president's names like Madison, Taylor, and Polk.
2: (laughs) Polk. 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 And it's a daughter.
1: It's a daughter.
2: <laughs> oh. Okay, if you name a girl Polk, she's getting poked all throughout high school. Oh, oh. Hey, oh. And I say this as an Amber, speaking of trashing names.
1: <laughs> yeah, Amber. My name Amber Frost. Yeah,
2: <laughs> Amber Ali Frost. I say, I have the most stripper name. This is how stripper my stripper name, or my, my name is. This is how stripper my name is. Uh, I My uh, stepsister actually is a stripper, and I had some friends uh, like call me at 2 a.m. drunk being like, uh, oh, we're at the place where your sister works. Uh, what is her stripper name? And I called my brother, and I'm like, what's what's her stripper name? And he goes, oh, let me check. Apparently, she goes by Amber. Polk. Amber Polk is the only more <laughs> <laughs> trashy name than Amber Frost. I'm, I'm kind of on the Pol- letter writer uh, side uh, at that point. Amber
4: Polk, yeah. Well, no, never mind. S- scribble- uh, Polk's manifest destiny is to get herpes.
1: <laughs> <laughs> but scribbled on the back of a grocery list. Okay. He goes, I was so disappointed in my wife for not taking this seriously as I feel it's very important. Mm. Honestly, this episode has me questioning the foundation of our relationship, <laughs> let alone raising a child <laughs> together. <laughs> Hell yeah. I love
2: that this bitch is pregnant. Yeah. And she's like, carrying the a child. She's probably like <laughs> vomiting every yeah, morning. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, struggling to, like, balance her fucking caloric intake.
1: Everett says on the back of a grocery list, which implies that she's still (laughs) doing the shopping. She's still doing the shopping shopping for herself. She's, like, trudging around exhausted. Well, someone someone has to write the letters.
4: Yes. (laughs) Yeah. I was on her side until I heard Polk. But now I don't know. I definitely don't think they should have a kid either way. Yeah.
1: (laughs) Obviously, I can't just leave now because I'm committed to the
4: child.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. Okay. (laughs) She needs to leave him, have that baby, name it Crystal with a K and a Y.
1: But how can my wife and I get past this major red flag in our relationship? I have tried to discuss it with her, and she doesn't even think she has done anything wrong. So we are at a major impasse. Oh, my (laughs) God. Goodness. this one is difficult because it's like uh, they both kind of suck Yeah, I mean like obviously the guy is no, worse no the but
2: fucking the yeah. wife doesn't suck she's just corny yeah William
1: Madison Taylor Polk and Bethany Polk. spelled with
0: an yeah. O I can't
2: get over Polk this I'm is sorry. my
4: daughter
1: Kendra Lust Hamilton
2: <laughs> <laughs>
0: Alexis, uh, Alexis, Texas Jefferson. As someone
2: with a, who comes from, like, ridiculously uh, uh, trashy names, here's the thing about names. They really don't mean anything. And, uh, like, so many of them are purely aesthetic. Yeah. And they're all fucking culturally dependent. Yeah. And this person is, like, a weird fucking snob. And if he can't articulate, like, okay... I understand that you think these things sound pretty, but they, uh they read a, a little trailer. Uh-huh. If did he, he give, can't say that... I'm did make, he give any examples of I'm making of the fun names? of the
1: corny names, but yes, Brendan, you rightly point out, we didn't get to know, like he said, yeah. names from oh, yeah, literature. I guarantee you Hermione things. was one I, of them. I those.
2: want to name her Threnody. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. no, it's,
1: it's all... Uh, Paul Maudib <laughs> will be the name of my child. <laughs>
3: yeah, that's telling. Yeah. Like, if he felt so confident, why is he not letting us know what his
1: list his, was? I guarantee you his names are fucking awful. Yeah. And they had literature and the arts. It's like, uh, yeah, it's going to be Hermione. It's going to be Hunger Games. It's going to be fucking Game of Thrones. Yeah.
2: No, it's going to be a bunch of fucking Japanese manga names. <laughs> that, that would be Akira! Akira.
5: Yeah.
1: yeah. Tetsuo!
2: <laughs> 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 So I, this is weird thing that like people think like bad taste is some kind of a crime, yeah, and not like an enjoyable delight and an excellent fun dimension yeah. of, of human existence. Who cares? Yeah, why? Yeah,
1: yeah. he's breaking down over it. Is he's like, I, I'm honestly questioning our future. He's like, obviously, I can't leave her because she's knocked up. You're off. so right though about
3: the the keyhole because it is he's sitting at home. Like in an egg chair, like like
2: (laughs) preparing a a PowerPoint, yeah, 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 yeah.
3: stroking a cat, and then like she comes home with all the fucking groceries, and she's like, "Oh, I got to do this for my husband." Oh no,
2: fucking Lauren!
4: Yeah, yeah, Lauren. I want to know know what the hell, like, kind of wacky Dharma and Greg situation led to them hooking up in the first place. Yeah,
1: Yeah. well, it was supposed to be a guys-only camping trip, (laughs) Uh, but she showed up anyway. It was uh, hilarious.
0: And then they bonded over their shared interest of recording thirteen-year-olds.
1: And that is how you put a ribbon on a podcast episode,
0: ladies and gentlemen.
1: Masters at work.
2: (laughs) And I've been working injured.
1: Yep. Yeah. Oh my god, Amber's getting hazard pay. (laughs) Amber is not getting sent to the quarantine zone. She's not being fired for being sick on the job. (laughs)
0: Ladies, my friend and co-host has a flu, I think. I shouldn't be alone right now.
4: (laughs) And to bring it all back around to the beginning of the show a little bit of breaking news Donald Trump is in Houston right now and he was in a parking lot addressing a bunch of storm refugees oh my god first yes. thing he said quote what a crowd what a turnout
2: <laughs> oh, yes oh my god, oh my god. Oh my god. president oh my normal god. man wait <laughs> He's, he's the man at the mental institution who says thank you all for being here to yeah. his fellow patients.
4: Yeah. He fucking rules. That's fucking awesome. He's
2: Robin Williams in The Fisher King.
4: Yeah, American Every time. Guy. He will never disappoint because he can only be himself.
0: Oh, my God. I just realized he's going to get to drive the truck again this week.
2: Yeah. <laughs> oh. yep. yeah. They're oh going to like God. the
0: firefighter, like the rescue workers are going to like try to take kids into the truck like traumatized children and be like, come on, you can sit in the truck. It's okay. But Trump's going to be there. He's going to he shove ref- them. He eyes. refuses
1: to get out. <laughs> 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 He's just pulling the, New York
0: times week after next in apology for, <laughs> for truck mishap. Trump shows leadership. and resolve.
1: <laughs> God, as long as we're still on it. I, I, I miss this when we were, we were talking about this, but this is a, uh, she's at it again Maggie Haberman of the New York Times has been killing it back lately. on her bullshit she has been yeah. killing it Straight and fly. today uh, this she was tweeting out the Glenn Thrush article that we yep. referenced earlier yep. I'm so sorry I forgot this but I'm glad we're talking about it now this is Maggie Haberman uh, <laughs> says Harvey for a president who understands flooding from real estate days gives Trump new chance <laughs> yeah what Uh, he understands flooding because he was in real estate you see yes (laughs) he doesn't understand anything he doesn't understand real estate like uh, you say that but look at the turnout you're right right
0: yeah (laughs) that's true that's true that's your opinion he
1: understands flooding from real estate days i've just been like (laughs) turning that phrase over in my head like uh Oh my god. Yeah. yeah, he yeah. He
2: understands carpentry from real estate days. He yeah. understands yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, he understands uh, uh, el- electricity from yeah. real estate days. I mean, do they not realize
4: that he just showed up cut ribbons and lost billions of dollars. Yeah, <laughs> that was his entire job for 30 uh, did they, years.
0: Do they mean that he like he wanted to build a Trump Tower in the middle of the ocean, and they were like, oh, no, that would flood the building. Yeah. He's, oh, and he's okay. like, oh, I've just learned what this concept is. <laughs> I'll never be making that mistake again.
1: Yeah. <laughs> okay, so that's it for this week. Again, uh, shouts out to Houston. Yeah, Please keep listening to our show.
4: And Yes, and everyone should uh, donate to... Uh, relief funds. Not the fucking Red Cross. Red Cross is terrible. Or the Salvation Army. Yep. But a good one. Yep.
0: Yeah, we're talking Hezbollah, Hamas, <laughs> yeah. Al-Qaeda in the Arabian Peninsula. Like, real local efforts.
2: Yep. Grassroots. Thanks, everybody. Alright,
1: guys. Peace. Cheers. Bye. Next time.
0: Bye. 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 Bye.